You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. Listen, I'm just saying, f those guys, okay? Hey! It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the game, yeah, building the game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, January 8th. 2018, you're listening to episode 293. My name is Rob. Jason's here too. Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, this is our first episode back recording after the holidays have passed us. So uh, we can officially say, I can officially ask you the question and hopefully you'll have an answer. Jason, how was how were your holidays? They were great. Good. Yeah, did you get some good stuff? I got some all right stuff. Yeah, yeah it's good. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. Good. good. How about you? Did you get some good stuff? I got a car. Right, <laughs> not really though. I well, mean, like, you bought I mean, it. I I bought I bought a 2004 old car, big spender, 179,000 miles on it. But hey, uh, it's good to have four wheel drive in Michigan, um, especially lately. Yeah, it's been, it's been a rough winter. It's been cold, man. It was. It's been winter for approximately ten days now, and yes. Uh, as of recording this, yeah, and yeah, it's oh, been right. the worst winter we've had in a while. You're right. I always forget that winter starts in December 21st. Yeah, yeah right. everyone forgets that because right. it's generally winter before then. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, it was. I think my 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 vehicle said it was four degrees outside when I got here tonight. Yeah. It, earlier today, uh, mm-hmm. at lunch when I went out, at lunchtime it was minus 13 with the wind chill. The wind chill. Yeah. Minus Ooh. 13. It's crazy. It's cold. It's cold. And for so far. you listeners abroad, that's Fahrenheit, not Celsius. Yeah. So for you Celsius people, it was like minus seventy billion, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm bad with math. Well, that's not math. Conversions. I don't Conversions. know. Whatever. I mean, there's math involved. Yeah. Did you play any games over the holiday? Uh, yeah, I played Monikers some more. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. I played. Uh, we got some new games for the kids. Guess who? Ooh, well, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, also played Tiny Park. Good. We got uh, Josiah got that from Santa. Definitely not from us. From Santa. Santa. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we played that a few times. We'll actually talk about that more on the next episode. Okay. Um, cool. That's a that's a fun little puzzly game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We uh, we got uh, Santa gave us my uh, Christine and I. <clears throat> Santa. Sometimes sometimes we get gifts around my nieces holiday stuff right so that the games stay at our house <laughs> that makes so sense. that she can look forward to playing them when she comes over to our house so santa brought christine and i rhino hero and monza uh and uh monza didn't make it out of shrink no because uh as soon as uh my niece saw the rhino hero box that was all she had eyes for right, right. um so i i never played rhino hero i know that several people love it uh uh Friend of the show, Flip Flory, and was a big fan of Rhino Hero. So I didn't. I, all I knew was that you take you you stack cards, yeah, and then you and then put, you climb a rhino up it. You put the rhino on it, right? And I didn't. I don't know how it works. So I so I figured it was pretty simple, and I and I'm sure it is pretty simple. But I I got the open the box and I started reading through the rules and I realized, oh, there's like icons and things and special <laughs> powers on some cards and my my you know almost five year old niece. <laughs> Is not prepared for that right now. Right. So we just took turns stacking cards until it fell over. And she loved it. Awesome. She loved Sometimes it. Sometimes just doing that is good enough. Yeah, she loved it. Uh, I'm sure at some point I'll read all the rules and learn how to actually play Rhino Hero. Right. 
But um, good, then you can teach me, and then I can play my copy that I've never played. Yeah, um, <laughs> that'd be great. And maybe in a couple of years, we'll be able to come back to it with her and say, you know, there's a different way to play the game. Right, right. And, and this would be like, be I cool. just want to stack stuff. I would, the Tiny Park game, I'd recommend that. Yeah. Because Laurel, even with help, mm-hmm. they, Laurel and Angel say I both need help with it. Yeah. Um, but it's simple and it's it's like patchwork for kids, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, you roll dice, uh, um, standard uh Asher Luck style of mm-hmm. three rolls, you know. Sure. Take the best uh, Yahtzee sure. style. Um, so anyways, you, uh, I guess I should say Yahtzee style, not pressure luck style, but anyways, uh, you, um, you do that and then you, you, uh, choose a thing to build if you can afford it with your dice that you've rolled. Okay. Uh, and you basically just have to help them like, okay, save these two and re-roll and then Mm. let them put it on their board and yeah. Sure. And kids, they said, let kids move it around. Adults make them lock it down, you Mm -hmm. know, on the grid. So anyways, cool. Good. Yeah, uh, and the other night, um, Christine and I were hanging around, and we we felt like playing a game, and we and we talked about this a little bit f- before we started recording. But you know, we I, I would go downstairs to our to our game closet and start looking at all the stuff that I have that we've played one time or haven't played in years or is still in shrink wrap or something, right? And and I just I was like, you know, I kind of I kind of just don't want to have to think. Or learn anything new. I just kind of want to go back to an old standby, right? You know. So we just played Carcassonne. Oh, I know. We just played Carcassonne. We, we played Morels. I mean, those are our two games, right? Right. And, and we've probably played Carcassonne two hundred times and Morels almost a hundred times. I would say. Right. And and it was and they're just they were just good. They they were just what we needed. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um. That's right. That's been kind of running through my brain a little bit lately. That in in ringing back to what what Matt Loomis had said to us, gosh, a couple of years ago, um, you know, new games are for new gamers, right? And I wonder if maybe I'm kind of getting to a point in my personal gaming career where I just kind of want to, I kind of want to spend a little time just enjoying the old the classics that I already love. You yeah, know? I don't disagree with that. I mean, I. I am always game to learn a new game. If somebody's like, let me teach you this new game. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But it's like, hey, take the mental power to like read about this game and learn how to play it right now. Yeah. Nope. Not interested. Even if I play a new game I don't like, mm-hmm. but someone teaches me how to play it, I still have mm-hmm. a decent time. And I've always been more game for digging into rules than you have been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes I enjoy the challenge and uh, uh, and and it's fun. And it's fun to figure out. It's, it's sort of like solving a puzzle and the prizes that you get to play a game. You know, <laughs> right, right. in a little way. Right. That's the win. And that's kind of how I usually s- see reading rules and learning a new game from a rule book. Uh, but lately, I just kind of haven't had the, the energy or the, the, the brain power for that. Yeah. I actually yeah. had a friend from uh, who bought, um, uh, I had sold some of my games at a craft sale and uh, mm-hmm. a lady bought it and she saw me on Sunday and she was like, hey. I need help with your game. Mm. I get this. She's like, setup was really easy. There's like pictures and stuff. This is for on real estate. Mm. She's like, but I just, I didn't quite understand the rules. Mm. She's like, it's probably really easy. And you could probably teach me in like five minutes. And I was like, I can teach you like three minutes. Um, she's like, some Sunday, could we could just sit down for a little bit? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let me show you how to play it. Like, it's super easy. Yeah. So, but she's not a gamer. Like, sure. she likes playing games with her kids. But I mean, they play, you know, shoots and ladders sure, and stuff, right, right? right? So like, I want to help that because yeah, they want totally. to step out and learn something new and yeah. 
Darn it, I can help him do that. Mm-hmm. And Unreal Estate's a good game for that. Cause, yeah. you know, and I can teach him how to play the way without the bonus cards that makes it even simpler. And, yeah. You know. yeah, and that's always danger. I mean, I think you and I have both seen comments on, on, on BGG for Unreal Estate and Saloon Tycoon of people who who are complaining about something about the game and it's because they got a rule wrong. Right. right. Yep. And, and at that point, it's almost too late because cause we can, after the fact, say, oh, no, 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 you're doing it wrong, you do it this way. But at that point, they've already kind of formulated their own opinion about right. it. Right, and, and sometimes what they'll say is, nah, when I think about it, no, I still, I don't think it'd be good that way. And yeah. It would be, but, but, no, but you don't trust know me, that. It would yeah. be, it would be, though. Right. And it's, it's, Hey, maybe you should play it right. Yeah, it's just so hard. Once somebody's had that experience, it's so hard to to change that experience, right? There's, there's that guy on... Um, on BGG who does the live reviews. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. He he tanks most of the stuff he reviews. He even uh, says, yeah. all my reviews are negative because I do live reviews. And uh, yeah. Alan from work was reading it uh, to me and he's like, this is hilarious because this guy's being a total jerk about this. Uh, he's like, but he clearly doesn't understand how to play the game. Mm-hmm. And then like later he'll be like, oh, oh, I did this wrong. Oh, I still don't like this. Yeah, shut up. I don't know what that's to say. A, that's, that's a terrible, that yeah. That's a terrible way to do reviews. Yeah. Um, unless you really want to be negative. So whoever you are, that guy, that's a bad way that's to do too reviews. Bad, man. Yeah. If I knew your name, I would say it, but I don't remember. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I hope I hope publishers don't send him product if if uh, all sure of his reviews not. are bad. Well, you know? and, I mean, he's like, well, my review's more honest. You no, know, it's no, it's not. Your review's stupider. It's it's not the, well thought out. It's the experience of a guy trying to learn how to play a game the, for the first time, but he's not focused on the game. He's focused on performing for the camera, right? And so his his he's not well. And the worst is these are written reviews, so oh. he literally is typing stuff out as it's happening. Like that's even worse. So yeah. he's even his intentions even more divided. Yeah, yeah. He's not. Yeah, well, all right. Well, I mean, good, I'm making good, a lot good of idea. I'm making a lot of judgments based well, on hey, you know, secondhand, you know, apparently thirdhand experience. Uh, he probably here. did the same thing your game too. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, I, I probably shouldn't be judgmental because I'm sure I'm only getting a, a horrible, horribly misled perspective on that. What that guy? If you're does. the dude. If you're the dude who, um, if you're the dude who did who bought this, by all means, please, or uh, you know, uh, tell us about that review. It still sounds like a, a bad way to review something. Hey, me. speaking of reviews, if yeah. you liked Unreal Estate or you liked Saloon Tycoon, mm-hmm. hey, you want to go on Amazon if you bought a copy and give us a five star review? Oh boy, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. Cool. Um, it's not BGG, so you don't have to be honest. You can just say five stars. It's cool. Mm-hmm. No one's going to judge you like on BGG where you give something 10 stars and they're like BS. Right. You can do it. You could do it. You could make our day. Uh, Unreal Estate is up to three and a half stars. Now. Hey, what's Salute so, Tycoon at? Uh, let, me, let, me, let me check. Yeah. Rob and I happen to notice that neither one of them had great ratings on uh, Salute Tycoon was doing better. Um, but one of the only ratings, there were two ratings for, uh, on real estate and one uh, of them was that dude oh. who gave it a one. Oh, it was that guy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. That. So, um, oh, you're up to four and a half stars hey. now with 14 oh, reviews. Nice. Hey, it's a good so, game. What can I say? Well, well, somebody is selling it for $90. Whoa. Who is Let's selling? see a Kickstarter edition. Must be. Yeah. I hope so. Otherwise these people are getting ripped off. Yeah. $90? That is not a, a $90 game, bro. Should, no. It's a fun game, but come on. It's, it's No, don't pay $90 for that. That's crazy. That's crazy. If you're going to pay $90 for it, buy it from Rob. He'll sell it to you for 80 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just give me a call. Just give me a call. Heck, give me a call. I'll send it to you for 70 and then I'll buy a copy from for $36 from Amazon. Um, anyways, uh, so hey, there's a thing we're going to do. There's a thing we're going to do. There's a thing we're going to do? Yeah, remember the thing we're going to do? Yeah. Uh, if oh, you right. follow us on Twitter, you may have seen us arguing about this. Right. Let me get into my um, Google Drive where so I wrote it all down. How do you want to do Oh, you wrote it all down? I don't even have to. It's all up in my head. It's all in your head? No, I had to write it um, down to make sure that I could. 
So how are, how do you want to do this? Um, I think this is what I think. So you tell me if you agree with this. Okay. Let's just go back and forth. Like top movie, say what it is. Next, 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 back and forth. What do you think? All right, all sure. right, sure, sure. I, I what I wish we should. What I wish we had done ahead of time was I mm-hmm. wish we had predicted. Oh. That would have been cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and predict right now. Okay. I think your number one. Okay. I think your number one is probably The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And what do you think for me? I Can I guess what your last one is? Sure. I think your worst one is Rogue One. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. And we're not going to answer. I, no, I gonna... promise we're not changing. I'm obviously yeah. I'm not going to change based on. Right. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. So are you going first? Sure. Okay. Your first one? Yeah. Return of the Jedi. Oh really? I'm most people hate me for that, but okay. yes. I okay. actually I'm guessing yours is probably Empire Strikes Back. No, it's not. Oh. It's a new hope. All right. Okay. Nice. I'm I'm curious why why Jedi is your favorite. Um so for me, Star Wars is about those scenes that really make Star Wars Star Wars. Okay. Um and you do, I think the whole breaking Han Solo out of Carbonite. Mm-hmm. And the murder of Jabba and all of that mm-hmm. is the single best sequence in any Star Wars movie. Well, not anymore, but I think it was. <laughs> I'll talk about what I think the new okay. best sequence in any Star Wars movie is in okay. later. But to me, that was the best sequence in any okay. Star Wars. Oh, movie. it's a great opening. It's yeah, a, it's a great, like, that, the whole that opening chapter. The is, rest is of the great. movie could have just been a big turd, and yeah. I wouldn't have cared yeah. because that sold me. You know what? People people hate on the Ewoks. I don't mind the Ewoks. Ewoks don't bother me. Yeah, whatever. I feel the way about Ewoks as I do about Porgs. Right. Like, right. Whatever. They're there. They're yeah. fine. They're not hurting anybody. The uh, the speeders, right? The speeders, speeder bikes, uh, speeder bikes BA, are amazing. Right? Speeder bikes are ba. They are yeah. the coolest single vehicle in all of Star Wars. Yes, yeah. yes. And the speeder bike chase and stuff, and he like cuts the dude. I mean, there's it's so cool, right? Yeah, no, it's so good. it's um, good. So yeah, it's also Luke like at his strongest from the original trilogy. Yes, you know the yeah. most. He's in the most capable, right? Of right. of all three films, right? Right. Okay, yeah. so your second, my second is Empire Strikes Back. My second is also Empire Strikes Back. Okay, <laughs> third. That's where it's going to get dicey. Yeah. I can already feel it. <laughs> I'm going to guess your third is Return of the Jedi? It is, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, for me, original trilogy right. is 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 the one, two, three there. This is this is where I catch flack. Okay. My third, uh-huh. Force Awakens. Um, See, that's number four for me. Yep. I, I think... <sighs> I was trying to sum up why, yeah, because I really wanted to. I really wanted that to be in my top three, yeah. Uh, and actually, Isaac, good buddy Isaac, happened to post his list on Facebook, mm-hmm. and he had put Force Awakens above A New Hope, and then he did a great job of explaining why. And he said it tells the pretty much the exact same story; it's mm-hmm. just better at it. Mm. Uh, and I think that if you could take those two movies out of the nostalgia zone and just watch them together, The Force Awakens is a better movie. And once okay. I heard someone say that, I was like, you know what? No. I feel comfortable with that choice. So, so I mean, I, I would never uh, dispute that that justification. I, and I think, yeah. So, so when I come at this, I, I I think of it not in terms of, of film quality, but in personal personal enjoyment for it. Right. Right. I, I can't I can't separate nostalgia. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. From Star Wars yeah. for me, especially original trilogy. I I, I can't. Right. It's impossible for me right. to do that. And so, so my next one is A New Hope. Right. Okay. So we just basically sure. have. Uh, well, no, because you had a new hope first. Yeah. Um, but the reason, right? The reason why I think the Force Awakens for me. First of all, I love the story, mm-hmm. and I love how it's it is Star Wars. It's a New Hope, but it's different. Mm-hmm. But the single favorite scene I've ever had in any Star Wars movie ever mm. is the Ray Finn escape on the Falcon. Yeah, it's um, great it scene. is done so well. Yeah, with them trying to learn the stuff and like. 
right that's star wars right i mean that's if somebody said explain star wars to me i would show them that i wouldn't show them lightsabers i would show them that Right. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. The fish out of water and the danger right. and the surprise and the delight and the fear and the frustration and just the hard swings right. and the roller coaster of and, the scene. And BB-8's falling around yeah. and doing oh, yeah. silly drawing. I mean, sure. it's just, it's perfect. It's a wonderful like, scene. It is the best um, scene in that film. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 So anyways. All right. So then I had A New Hope. Okay. Yours was? Mine was Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. Yep. Right. So number five. What's your number five? Number five um, uh, would be The Last Jedi. Last Jedi? Yeah. Okay. All right. It's Rogue One for me. Oh, oh, I was wrong. Yeah. You really hated Rogue One, though. No, 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 no. I, no. I, you I, told me you hated that movie. No, I never. No, I don't think so. You did. I, I have problems with it. I, I definitely I have like, problems with the it. the end of that movie with Vader, and you're like, oh, I was checked out by then. Like, literally, that's what you said. Oh, it's pretty much just checked out by then. Well, yeah. Well, because that was dumb. That was dumb. Vader, all the Vader stuff, all the Leia the, stuff. The ending was Vader? Dumb. That was fantastic. No, that was dumb. That oh. was dumb. It's, I mean, by, and more dumb than the end of the Vader was when they went to Vader's volcano castle. That, uh-huh. that is what totally checked me. Like... What a dumb waste of time that was. It was un- that that was unnecessary. Yeah. I think they could have dropped that and just had Vader show up at the end and I would have liked that mm-hmm. better. Um but uh I did think I really enjoyed Rogue One. Um in fact that's what I put for number 6 for me okay. is Rogue One. All right. So I'm assuming number 6 for you was Last Jedi? Uh no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How much did you not like The Last Jedi? <laughs> Gee. So uh, um well I'm not done talking about this though. Um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. so so I'm sorry. So your so your next one and it's your Rogue One was six. Well, so your number five again was the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So so Rogue One, um, I liked it better the second time. So oh, I saw, you did see it a second time. I, well, okay, yeah, I watched yeah. it on Netflix. Yeah, okay. it, it it was better the second time. Um, uh, I think it's pretty clumsy. Uh, I, the, the, it's a little bit clumsy. I can see that. Uh, a lot of the characters are are muddy. Um, but but. It's got the classic style and the classic feel that I really like. And they did a good job matching that. They did a good job with that, right? I liked... It's weird to say this, but the non-Jedi Force-sensitive Kung Fu guy... Yeah, cheer it. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that he was a great character, but I liked what that did with the Force. Right. That they said, people can follow this religion and not be a Jedi, right? Right. Well, they said, it's a religion. It's not just... Right, a group of people, and 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 I, and I liked that they that they acknowledged finally in one of the movies that, oh yeah, the force is bigger than the Skywalker family, right, right, you right, know? yeah, and we already knew that from the prequels, but um, but a lot of people, a lot of people all over the prequels for good reason, right, yeah, yeah you yeah, know, yeah, for yeah. good reason, people all over the prequels, um, but the one thing that prequels did do early on is they said, look, the force is not exclusive. Okay. There's a lot of people who can use the force, but to be fair, they did say the skywalkers are the best with the force. Yes. Right. And then there's Obi-Wan and Yoda and then everyone else can basically piss off. I mean, right. I mean, Oh, they're Jedi, but like they dropped like flies. I mean, yeah, well, I so, mean, the story was about them. I mean, that's, that's right. one of the problems. I'm just problems saying with like, the original yeah, trilogy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah right, for sure. So, um, so my number six was the Phantom Menace. Oh, that's just that's <laughs> disturbing. It's so so. It's not a good movie. No, no, it's not a good movie. But again, I can't separate. I, I have trouble separating Star Wars from nostalgia. 
Okay. And the Phantom Menace came out at, at a very interesting time in my life. You it know? did for me too. And it made me sad. Well, it's it, so in, <laughs> so it, it was just graduating high school then, or just had graduated. High school? I had, I had already gra- I graduated in 97. So yeah, I was, no, me too. So yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. We're in the yeah, same. So I was several years out of, out of high school. I was, I was in Michigan. I, I had moved to Michigan. I didn't have any friends Didn't know anybody. Uh, I didn't really know what was going on. It, it was it was it was kind of a different different difficult place for me to be. So I didn't have a lot of social connections, right? Uh-huh. So so there's the new Star Wars, and Star Wars had been my entire life in high school. Me and my buddies are right. are everything revolved around Star Wars. And when the when the original trilogy was re released, it was like this. It was a huge deal for us. It was a huge deal. And then I left. Um, I left. I graduated from high school, and then I immediately moved to Michigan from California. And I knew nobody. It took me years to find a new friend group after I moved here. It was rough, right? Because because it, it, anyway, that's a different story. But um, and 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 then I also I lost, I lost the social connection. I lost that connection to that thing that we all that me, me and my buddies lived and breathed, right? Um, and uh, and then along comes the Phantom Menace, and it was like, hey, here's this way for me to kind of reconnect with. With people, right? Fair enough. And it, yeah. and it, it was kind of an in. It was it was a way to have a new, fresh conversation with people that shared my interests. And that was that happened at the same time in my life when I was starting to finally get a new friend group. And it was it was an in. Right. Well, yeah, for sure. It was a way for, for sure. me to make new connections. You could all hate that movie together. Yeah. Right. And feel and so, nostalgic about it. <laughs> so so for that so for that it's really it was it was a vehicle for me to kind of kind of re restart uh, right. uh, a lot of things. Um, and I I really appreciated it for that and. And it's yeah, it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie, right. definitely. That was your number six. That was my number six. So that was still above the Last Jedi. Yes. Oh my gosh, you're being too hard on the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> like you know that scene you didn't like in the Last Jedi? That was the entire freaking Phantom Menace. Like that was the whole movie. <laughs> hey, there are several things in in Last Jedi I didn't care for. Um, but so Last Jedi is mine. Is the next one? Okay. On my list, and my next one would be Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, less Jedi. Less Jedi um, I don't know, man. I, I'll see it again, right? This is my list mm-hmm. as of today. Right. Once that comes out on video or something, I'll watch it again, right? And, might, and might move up. It might move up. We'll I see, can tell right? you on second viewing, I felt I liked the last Jedi on the first viewing. On the second viewing, I felt way better about it. Yeah, I just feel like there were a lot of missed opportunities and a lot of waste of time and a lot of a lot of my time wasted. <laughs> <laughs> if that movie had been an hour shorter, I probably would have had a lot more fun with it. Fair enough. Um, I think it could have at least been fifteen minutes shorter. Yeah. Uh, so, so you, so I had last Jedi years as Revenge of the Sith. Uh, yeah, I had Revenge of the Sith. Okay. And what's your next one? Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. That was me too. Yep. Attack of the Clones is real bad. And then what was your worst one? Revenge, Revenge of, the Sith? of the Sith. And I had uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith is total garbage, dude. It is. I see, and I actually enjoyed the prequels progressively more as they came out, and Did part you? of that was probably just getting used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you just expectations kept dropping. Right. I mean, <laughs> the two there are two things they could have done to fix the prequels. Uh-huh. Um, people get all up in arms about the midichlorians thing. Whatever, it's easy to ignore. They literally mention it like once, and then yeah. you can just ignore it, right? Yeah. And there are ways that I can retcon it in my head that doesn't make it so bad. Like midichlorians are attracted to the force, so the more force you have, the more midichlorians. They just misunderstood what sure. they were seeing. Yeah, 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 that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, you just I get like over that. It. Yeah. Um, but the two things that I could never get over with the prequels was. Anakin is a terrible character. Yep, uh, played by a terrible actor. Yep, um, and like like he like Hayden Christensen in that role. He's worse than Jake Lloyd in that role. Yeah, I mean Jake Lloyd. Yeah, is, that little kid cannot act, but 
Hayden Christensen right. is so much worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in, in the, here's the thing: the dialogue is really bad. Yeah, but like you and McGregor is a good actor. Yeah, so he pulls off the dialogue. Like, I mean, as best you can. And, and Liam Neeson also, yeah, good actor. Yeah, yeah. manages so, to pull it off. Yeah, Natalie Portman's not bad either. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have much to do. She's playing off the worst actor on oh, the movies, but so awful. And then the last, um, for me, the other big thing was just the. Just the Jar Jar Binksy stuff, like, yeah. like in Phantom Menace, that last battle where he's like falling and through. I mean, it just was so dumb, yeah, so dumb. It was. Um, I don't have <sighs> Revenge of the Sith, dude. I mean, how long are Anakin and and uh, um, Obi Wan fighting on the volcano planet? Like fifteen minutes. I feel like it's like twenty five minutes, and it was like. It was like, um, it's just so long. It was like George Lucas was like, we need it to be epic. And so he said, we should make it long. Yeah. And then it ends. It just ends with, oh, well, yeah, the way we all knew it was going to end. Right. And that, I think that was, that was hard. Like the, um, what I really liked about the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi's lightsaber battles were, they did what they needed to, which was, they said, You've seen like 4,000 lightsaber battles? Yeah. Let's do something different. So the battle in the woods was cool. They're like cutting down trees and stuff. Sure. But like The Last Jedi with, with um, spoiler if you haven't seen The Last Jedi, but um, where... Um, don't, don't, we don't need spoilers. So they're the big, the big fight. Yeah, The right. big fight, right? Yeah. Uh, not the end, but the fight that happens before that. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah. Um, that was fantastic because it was different. Like it was, mm-hmm. said, give me something different and they sure. did, right? Sure. And I like that. Sure. So, um, so let's recap real quick here, uh, so that we go through your list top to bottom. Okay. Uh, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, Rogue One, Phantom Menace, Last Jedi, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. And mine was Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, A New Hope. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, Empire Strikes Back, Force Awakens, A New Hope. Um, and then I forgot. Oh, the uh, the Last Jedi. Rogue One, and then Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones, and Phantom Menace. Yeah. So, so. yeah. yeah. But, um, and who knows? Maybe a Han Solo movie will be at the very, uh, very bottom. <laughs> All indicator, early indications are that it'll be like below the bottom. Yeah. Man, I, I hope know, I'm, I'm being terribly judgmental. But, it, but yeah, I, 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 have, I have concerns. I have low, I, so. my, my hopes are not high. Hey, let's, uh, let's talk about games, huh? Yeah, sure. Um, so, um, uh, the topic that took longer than I expected it to, the topic that I thought we could talk about tonight, it, it actually came from a Twitter comment that came from, came from, uh, not that guy. It came from a Twitter comment, uh, uh actually from a conversation that I was having with Marcel Perro on Twitter. Okay. Uh, he and I, uh, were chatting about Carcassonne a little bit, um, and kind of kind of talking about the differences between the the regular tabletop version of Carcassonne and digital version, the the app version. Yeah. And specifically, we were talking about how there's there's an option in the digital version where it will um, it will automatically automatically identify gaps or holes in in the board as you're laying tiles that are impossible to fill. So like let's say you, you get oh. you get you get uh, a, tiles surrounding an, an open square. And there may be no tiles left in in the in the stack mm-hmm. that could possibly fit there. And in the in the digital app, it'll gray that section out, saying you're screwed, you've lost that. But in the tabletop version, you obviously don't have that. Now, if you're good at memorizing, if you know all the tiles that are in the in the set, 
um, you could know that, right? Why does it do that? Though? What's the point? Well, I don't know. And that's kind of what we were talking about a little bit on Twitter to say that, why, you know, I, and my point was that I feel like that that eliminates a lot of suspense and a lot of surprise. It just, it just, it's, it's like, well, what's the point of there's there's no hope for that. That guy's lost for good. Oh, why should I even try? I'm going to give up entirely. Right? right. You lose that suspense and that it's hope like, and that excitement. Well, it's like it's helping you with the game. It's also I in my I, it's not cheating technically, but it is. I don't know. It's frustrating. It, yeah, it, I don't. For me, I don't it, like it. It does affect decision making. It absolutely does affect decision making, and 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 he had said uh, that 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 I I guess I didn't realize it, but apparently it is a, an option you can toggle on or off in the settings, and I didn't. Know oh, that. okay. But so that got me thinking then about um, differences between tabletop games and their digital equivalents, right? And and what what's lost in that transition, or what's gained, or what's gained, right? Um, case in point, quick, what's gained? The game risk, sure infinitely more fun to play sure in app version right because it's like attack hold down okay done now your turn like you know what i mean yeah so speed ease ease of interface yeah ticket yeah. to ride is the same way yes ticket to ride app i mean you can play a whole game whole game of ticket to ride in like eight minutes wow yeah yeah on, on the app right so and that's cool and so it, it's it maybe it's good for practicing strategies and things like that but but when you're playing ticket to ride in eight minutes like a full six-player game, I mean. I'm not talking like one-on-one. Wow. Yeah, that's that's Christine used to play an entire game on our drive to work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't that fast, but she just got into a rhythm, and, and she did actually learn and figure out some good strategies as a pr- part of that that she was able to bring back into the game when just we played it. through... Uh, tons of playing, right? Right, right. Yeah, so so there is value in that, but, but when she... by by doing that, she's losing it. She's looking at it from a, she's playing the game, not playing the player in that case, right? Right. You know. Right. And you can more easily predict or guess at uh, what the computer AI is going to do than what your opponent's going to do. Right. Right. You know? Right. Right. Um. So one of the first things you lose, obviously, is the whole tactile yeah. thing of board mm-hmm. game. Social interaction of board game is another mm-hmm. good one. Yep. Um. You gain the speed. Mm-hmm. Um. But. I guess it depends on what you define as where's the fun in the game, right? Sure. Uh, sure. If the fun is complete, like, for instance, uh, Settlers of Catan is one I had. I had, like, a, a fake app for Settlers of Catan. It no longer works, sadly, because mm. they shut it down when they made the real Settlers of Catan Surprise. app. Um, but I'll tell you what, that was way more fun to play than the normal one because yeah. it just it was so fast. I could play a game in 15 minutes. Normally, that takes an hour to an hour and a half, right? So, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, and where, where's the fun can be different for a lot of people, right? Especially when you when you offer them those two ways to play, they may discover why one thing is fun, right? Right. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of those kinds of games do offer multiplayer, uh, you know, just online multiplayer, um, just turn based, right? Yeah. If you really want the game to take days, yeah. So that depends a lot on who you're playing with. Um, and that that instead of speeding it up actually could draw it way way out and and make that a worse right. thing, and so that that depends. Again, that you know it's all in perspective. You could look at that and say that opens up all new kinds of ways to play, right? But it also opens you up to never being able to finish a game or right getting frustrated because you just want to see this thing through, you know? Right. Um, 
that's kind of the words with friends thing that people experienced a long time ago. Well, you know? that's the word. That's the infinite game, right? Like yeah. you and I play words with friends. As soon as you're done, whoever wins challenges the other person, and you're playing again, right? Yeah, right. I mean, we don't play words with friends. To be clear, I used no. to, but that's what I got tired of. Is it was an infinite game with the person, and like, mm-hmm. like, wait, what was I doing in this game? Like, what was my strategy here? Yeah. Because every time I looked at the board, it was like I had to reassess what was going on I, right, in the game. Right, yeah, starting all over again. That wasn't, and for me who really likes strategy stuff, uh-huh. that wasn't fun. Yeah, and that's a problem that I've had. Like, like um, I'm playing this this game uh, on my computer right now called Kingdoms and Castles. It's a city builder. Uh-huh. Um, and it's and it's great. It's, it's a really simplified, stripped down um, city builder slash tower defense game, right? Um, it's great. Kingdoms and Castles? Kingdoms and Castles. I don't know if it's on Mac or not, but... It's it's great. Oh, I, I thought you were saying you played it on your phone. No, no, no. Yeah, no. On my PC, on my computer. Oh, never mind. Bummer. Yeah. Um, I really dig it a lot. But um, and I've had this same experience even with Civilization and really any kind of a stra- big strategy games like that that take a long time to play, where I'll uh, I'll get in a zone right and I'll I'll be on a strategy and I'll will mm-hmm. I'll be playing it for I don't know an hour or two or three and then I'll f- eventually I have to stop mid game save my game and come back to it. When I come back to it, I've completely forgotten. Yeah, what I was working. You might on. as well just start and, over, right? So I just stop and I just kind of. Uh, oh, the other big one that I had that problem with was was City Skylines, which is a SimCity knockoff. Okay, and City Skylines is fantastic, by the way. Cool. Um, but but I would every time that I would would do that, uh, I would come back and go, "Gosh, I have no idea what I was working on. <laughs> what was that? What is that under construction? Oh, why am I building a stadium? Huh. I don't like sports. Wait, and, and kingdoms and castles. Why? Why did I make that tower so high? What was I doing there? I don't know. Whatever. Right. So you, I just kind of go back and look at the whole big picture of what I built and invent a new strategy. Right. The interesting thing is, was it because the you now was looking at it and not understanding the strategy, or was it the you now was looking at it and saying, "No, that was stupid, Rob." And I don't know. Right. That's the right. That's the yeah. conundrum. Right. Is yeah. were you really? Which time were you being smart? Right. <laughs> Right. I so, dare bet you were being smart the second time because you were actually looking at it analytically trying to say why would I do that? Maybe. That's my that's my sure, guess. Sure. Well, so in and so when you're when you're doing those really long take a multiplayer online turn-based games like that it right. Yeah, you're you're right. It, it kind of kills a lot of that right. strategy and every every time you come back to take another turn unless you're really good at remembering what you're doing, you you lose you lose the continuity of play. Right. Um, which you're not going to do when you're when you got four people sitting around a table yep. for an hour. Another bonus is uh, games that people don't want to play, like games that your friends maybe don't want to play. You can be playing on the app. Like, say your friends don't mm-hmm. like Ticket to Ride. I don't know. Maybe they they hate fun. Um, so, like, I'm not playing Ticket to Ride with you, mm-hmm. Rob. Ugh. But you're like, I can play it by myself. Then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is another bonus yep. to that, right? True. Uh, also, it can be good for teaching you how to play. Because like it can walk you through well, how right, to play. Yeah, Th- there is a lot of value in that. It can also be detrimental though. If you say you played that app first and then went to sit down and were like, "What are all these pieces? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Now I have to figure out how to." If the app has a good tutorial built in, a good how to play instruction, uh-huh. then uh, then I think that can be that can be great. In fact, that can be a way to say, "Here's how you play the game." Okay, now go play it at home with your friends on your on your kitchen table. Right. Right. I don't. So I don't with. with Unreal Estate having an app version. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts based on that experience? Yeah, I mean, I've so I've played um, the Unreal Estate app many, many times, mm-hmm. and I usually win because, like, I mean, I know the strategies. Sure, right? but um, I like it. Um, I like Unreal Estate better playing it with people 
Because I think that that's a game that you can be you can play against someone. You know what I mean? You like play the other person, right? As much as you're playing the game. Um, yeah. I be so this is you can turn the animation speed up and down. I have the animation speed turned up to full because I'm impatient. Yeah. Um, but that's a detriment because it's harder to tell what what the computer's drawing. Sure. And it's turns the AI is doing. Yeah. Um, but I did have somebody. Uh, actually, John Gilmore had said to me like. He's like, I don't think I've ever actually played the game for real, but I've played the app a bunch of times Yeah, <laughs> because he had the game, but hadn't had a chance to play it with sure, someone, right? Sure. Because, you know, like like you said, us designers, a lot of times we got a lot of games to play and we don't get through them all, right? Yeah. Um, but he was like, I love the app. It's super fun. So that's that's great feedback. That's great. Like, yeah. That's awesome, you know? And uh, yeah. So uh, the other thing, the other thing from a cost perspective Obviously, buying the digital is cheaper. Sometimes it's free, not yeah. so much anymore. But sometimes it's usually I would say between two and nine dollars, depending on the game. Yeah, and depending the on the, well, two and ten, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah I think Carcassonne's ten bucks, right? But I got to get a ride for free. Now, uh, yeah. Now the catch is, I wish that you like I, I I think this is something we'll see in the future. Mm. I I've, I feel like I've heard of a publisher doing this, but. To where you will either buy the game and get the app for free, mm-hmm. or buy the app and then get a code to get the game cheaper. Mm. That's my guess, right? That makes sense, yeah. Cro- I mean, co-marketing, yeah. Think about it. If I sold my app for nine ninety nine for Carcassonne, right, and the real board game cost twenty nine dollars, we'll mm-hmm. say, um, and I said, if you go to the Carcassonne website, here's a code. It's a unique code. You can buy Carcassonne for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you got the app for free. I think yeah. that's totally worthwhile. Totally. So yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, I, I just thought that was worth talking uh, about. There's no, there's no one right or wrong way, right? It's, it's just, right. uh, it's an opportunity to kind of talk about some of the positives and negatives. Um, yeah. So there you go. I will never understand kids crying because I didn't get enough time to play. So I'm going to spend 15 minutes crying and waste all the rest of my time to play. And then once I realize I've done that, I'm going to cry about that. Hey, it's frustrating. Kids are famous for being rational and, <laughs> and reasonable creatures, right? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Well, until they get to be teenagers. Right. And then they're basically Gandhi. Right. Oh, totally. Yeah. Gandhi, for sure. <laughs> Anywho, you're going to pitch a game. I'm going to pitch a game, but I don't know what I'm going to pitch because you're going to give me a challenge. I am going to give you a challenge. I'm just going to give you a theme challenge, okay? Okay. Okay. So you can use whatever mechanics you want. I don't care about that. But I want you to make a game set in ancient Egypt. Okay? Okay. Ancient Egypt. About? About aliens. Okay. And fairies. Like fairies, like uh, like 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 wings on their back, magic okay. wands, like the little tiny guys, fairy, fairy yeah. dust, like yeah. twink, Tinkerbell here. Tinkerbell, okay, yeah. yeah. So right, I was picturing from because uh, I've been playing Breath of the Wild. I was picturing oh. the little fairies going around. Oh the yeah, that's kind of the same deal. I guess they're the same deal. Pretty much same deal. Yeah. I feel like they're smaller, but I don't know. Anyways, all right. Okay, so aliens and fairies in ancient Egypt. Right. All right. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. So this is the this this is the theme. Tell me if this is cool. So the ancient Egyptians they like worshipped cats and stuff, right? 
Sure. So these are like cat fairies, right? Okay. So they're 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 cats with wings and ah. a little thing, and so and right. so the the Egyptians are worshiping these fairies, and the fairies are teaching them how to do stuff, yeah. but like not how to like build pyramids and stuff. No. Like we want to build big pyramids, and they're like we, we can't help you. I'm sorry. And then the aliens show up and like we can help you. We have like you know sweet gravity guns and stuff. Right. So that's right. So that's okay. the thing, right? So it's an asymmetrical game. Ah. Where um, one of you plays plays the Egyptian faction that's siding with the aliens. Okay. And one of you plays the Egyptian faction that's siding with the fairies, right? Hmm. Now, the fairies have convinced you that you don't want to build pyramids. That would be not cool. Wait, waste, um, waste of resources. Right. You want to build the Sphinx, which they think originally had a cat head. Yeah. I read something about that. Probably no, I not on a reputable that website, but yeah. I think I read that too. So they want you to build the Sphinx, and the um, the aliens want you to build the uh, pyramids, right? Why? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Why are you being so concerned? So anyways, right? So that's the game. That's the plan, is you're going to see who can build what first, while also attempting to sabotage them. Oh, sabotage. 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 Listen, all y'all. Sabotage. It's actually a sabotage. Um, so here's what makes this game super cool. You ready for this? I'm ready for this. 3D building. <gasps> now, have you ever seen those puzzles? Yes. Where like they stack? No. Like and they get like it's like the Maybe. shape, the outline, and you stack the next one on top of the next one as it gets smaller. Oh, like the like the the slices. The yes. Sh- slice. Sh- yeah. Okay. I know. So what you're that's about. how you that's how you have to build the thing, right? Ah. Every round you're putting slices on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the slices. Maybe they're hard to get somehow. But anyways, um, and that's where the sabotage comes in. Sabotage. Yeah. So this, you've got your slices for the pyramids. Now, the pyramids have less slices because they're thicker slices, mm. uh, but there's three pyramids. You have to build all three, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But the uh, the ones for the uh, the ones for the uh, sinks are very thin, right? Mm. Um, and you have to build that up, right? So, okay. That's the uh, That's the idea. Got it. Now, the mechanics of this game, you ask. Mm -hmm. Why would there not be mechanics? There should be mechanics. There should totally be mechanics for this game. All right, so here's what I'm going to say. You uh, are trying to um, get the next piece. Um, I don't want you to have to buy the next piece. You have to earn the next piece. Oh, maybe you have to move the pieces. So those pieces are coming from quarries, right? And the aliens, they're good at moving stuff, right? Um, yeah. because yeah, the fairies, they're good at creating stuff, mm. right? Um, how's that come into play? I don't know. We're going to find out maybe. <laughs> so, um, uh, so you've got, uh, you've got a board, right? Like a uh-huh. big game board. Good. Why not? That's a good start. And there's three spots in the game board for the yeah. pyramids yeah. and there's one spot for the Sphinx. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, um, on opposite sides as luck would have it. Mm of the board mm-hmm. is where you're drawing from, right? Gotcha. So the fairies are from the right side of the board, even though the Sphinx is on the left middle. And the, oh. yeah, yeah. So you have to yeah. cross paths every time. Oh. So what you've got is you've got a line of people, well, of aliens and fairies going back and forth across the board, right? Mm. Um, and uh, each round, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Each round, like a tower defense style game where the creeps are coming out, right? Uh-huh. You've got a fairy coming out and you've got an alien coming out. Mm-hmm. And you have to ask yourself, do I want 
X number of fairies to carry a piece or yeah. X number of aliens to carry a piece. Yeah. Or uh-huh. do I want them to uh, do something different? What different, you ask? Why, let me tell you. Hmm. Um, maybe if they're a fairy, they would instead be carrying a magic wand. Oh. So, right? So, yeah. so you're like, but how would this work, Jason? Oh, I've got an idea. So the fairies that carry stuff, these are like cardboard cutouts, right, of fairies? They're real small, but yeah. they have like their hands up like a platter. Oh. And you get enough of them out and you can stack a piece on them. Oh. And then you move the piece, right? And oh uh-huh. man, it's a pain to move the pieces sure and is. not let it fall. Yeah. Super big pain. I don't recommend it. Actually, what you do is you pick it up, you take the one from the back, put it in the front, and then you set it back down. It's, it's that simple. It's that I just figured okay. it out. How hard is that? Um, easy, really. Now, the aliens, because they've got their levitation technology, right, they're good at that. it just takes two aliens to lift any one thing, oh. right? Um, but the aliens mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. are also good at fighting, actually. Mm-hmm. They're super peaceful aliens, so they don't have like lots of ray guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. No. They so, just like building um, stuff. Yeah, but the fairies, they yeah. can attack. Nasty little things. Yeah, nasty. Just... <laughs> they're practically leprechauns. Yeah, might as well be. Um so somehow throughout the game, yeah. you can interact with the other player. Good. Doing stuff, right? It's an important part. Um, it's very important. Yeah. yeah. So um, how do you get those resources, though? Um, well, every turn you get a fairy, and you decide what to do with the fairy, or you get an alien, you decide what to do with the alien, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Maybe there's also a worker placement aspect to it, hmm. where you can go to like you can go to the spaceship oh. for the aliens, uh-huh. and in the spaceship you can do a, an action, mm-hmm. or with the fairies you can go to the fairy pond fairy ring they're like the ring of mushrooms yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. the thing a lot of mushrooms grow in the desert yeah yeah so um it's common. so yeah you can go there yeah and uh and do some magic take some special actions uh-huh. and maybe there's probably multiples of them and they're farther distances away yeah so like oh it's gonna take me two turns to get there so every turn start of the turn you move all your fairies take any actions you want yeah and then uh yeah yeah ta-da that's the game <laughs> it's a good one what's it called uh <sighs> A very fairy Egypt something something aliens. Got it. Love it. Okay, now let's do that again, only with leprechauns in space. Nope. No. Yay. Yay. I did it. I did it. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. I don't think there's anything else to be said. If you want to get in touch with us, <laughs> you can send us an email to buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at podcastbtg. Jason's at jslingerlin. I'm at poorly underscore designed. Uh, like us on Facebook. Give us a five-star review on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. And uh, go to Amazon and rate our games five stars. You don't have to mean it. Just do it anyway. True story. Yeah. And uh, um, buy our games. Go to Amazon and get your own copy of Saloon Tycoon. And on Real Estate, maybe, or just at GrandGamersGuild.com. Probably go to GrandGamersGuild.com, buy it, and then go give it five stars on there you Amazon. Go. There you go. And uh, and uh, Game Crafter, you can get some stuff in there, too. Um, and uh, 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 Google Voice 770-TEL-BTG, Building the Game That's Podcast. Right at gmail.com haven't got podcast.com have not got many of those lately I'm gonna need more of those come Voice on mails. yeah yeah 
Sorry, Lynn. I know that you were kind of our cash cow there for a while, and we just stopped playing your stuff. That's not true. <laughs> we did quit playing some of it, but not all of it, Len. You can call hey, back, Len. It's been it's the holidays are busy. You call back one time, Len, and you leave a message, and I'm going to play it. I hope so. If you call me three times in the same day, I'm going to play one of your messages. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good night. Good night. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. She doesn't want to read a book. No, that's Josiah. Oh, jo- yeah. Josiah doesn't want to read a book. Uh, no. So, hey, you think of the topic you're going to give me, yeah. and I'm going to go make him go cry in his room. I'll okay. be right back. Sure. <laughs> you can cry, but you're going to have to do it in your room. <laughs> Bum 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 ba I don't want to read that book. That book is really stupid. It's a bad book and I don't wanna read it. I don't even wanna go to my room.